Hey there, Perfect Movie listeners. This is Steven. The episode you're about to hear was released one year ago this month on the bonus disc, the Patreon feed of the two Gomers. Our Patreon subscribers, we call them Gomertrons, get brand new episodes of Perfect Movie each month, plus the result show for every movie and additional bonus apps depending on what level you subscribe at. Now that a year has gone by, we're releasing the main Perfect Movie episodes to this feed so the public can hear them. If you want to stay up to date and hear these episodes a year in advance, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash twogomers to subscribe to the bonus disc. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out Overcoming Runner's Block. That's our health podcast where we chase big goals, face our excuses, and invite a nation along for the run. You can find Overcoming Runner's Block wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, here's the episode. Happy listening. In 1982, Universal Studios released an alien movie with high hopes that it would be box office gold for the struggling company. Helmed by an exciting young director with something to prove, the film had a simple plot buoyed by state-of-the-art practical effects, a dynamic cast of characters, a sweeping score, and a singular tone producers hoped would connect deeply with audiences. The director was John Carpenter, The movie was The Thing, and Universal's hopes were dashed as moviegoers decidedly rejected the terror trip, and it flopped hard. Audiences were more interested in its counter-programming, a much more family-friendly alien flick, so beloved that it not only saved Universal by finishing number one that year, but stayed number one until its director broke his own record a decade later with Jurassic Park. It also made Princess Diana cry through her waterproof makeup at its UK premiere. An arguably perfect movie, The Thing went on to become a cult classic and has since been hailed as a masterclass in tension building, special effects, and storytelling, maintaining a 92% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes over 40 years later. But how has its 1982 counterpart fared? Does its saccharine message, familiar music, and backlit foggy visuals connect with new audiences? Does it remain the classic it once was? And would it make Meghan Markle weep? We're the two gomers. We're talking E.T. And this is Perfect Movie. Everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh-oh. E.T. Uh-oh, what? Oh, man, <laughs> too, dude. Too much. We can't, like, we can't do it. Like, like. Just stop. I mean, Let's just stop. Just, yeah. just shut it down. If you're a podcast listener, okay, if you're a mm-hmm. podcast listener, and if you don't like people gushing, okay, mm-hmm. this, like, we're going to gush. 
Right. I'm just saying, I'm going to gush. Maybe you're not going to gush, but I'm... well, and I think we've we've said this for the last four episodes. This okay. time we're telling the truth, right? So we decided the summer and fall we're going to be movies that are super important to us from our yes. past that yep. we absolutely love. And so we did mm-hmm. The Matrix, Independence Day, City Slickers, <laughs> Karate Kid, mm. um, all those movies are great. Yep. We voted perfect on all those. You and I mm. did. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Totally. Um, but this is just a different I I I don't even it's it's like a a different space-time conti- it's like not even on right. the the same level. Right. For us, I think. I don't know a world in which this movie doesn't exist. Mhm. Right? I actually think my first memory is seeing this movie in the theater. Like one of my wow. first memories of all. You know what I mean? Like right. I remember it was in Mauston, Wisconsin. Okay. So so I was actually going through this because this movie came out in 82. So I was three. Right. And you were four. So that's not possible that that's where I saw it. No, it must have been a re-release, which they did all the time then, right? They would they would just right. put it out again in the summer. Right. So they re-released this movie. I had to look it up because I was like, I, this doesn't make sense. They did re-release mm-hmm. it. Full theatrical release in 85. Okay. So I would have been six. That would have been Mauston, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Summer before my dad started teaching high school band. His first big job. Uh Uh-huh. And I just remember my memory is that E.T. was there, dude. Because they had (laughs) like out front, you know, like, you know, back in the day, like sometimes you'll go to a screening of a movie and like they'll Uh introduce it beforehand. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so my memory is some people came and E.T. was there. Wait, he came out and introduced yeah. the movie? I don't know if, the, if, if it, it, like, I bet you if we saw a picture of it, it was a little stuffed animal. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. But to, to my memory, E.T. was there and the movie started. That's all I remember. Okay. just seeing E.T. for the first time. Now, I must have also seen it then. Okay. Not in Boston, Wisconsin, but I think it was 1985. Mm-hmm. Jessica remembers seeing it that summer. I asked her about it this morning. Okay. She has told me the story before, but what happened was she and her sister and grandma went, and her sister mm. ate too many Twizzlers and threw up, <laughs> and her grandma took her sister home and left her alone in the theater to watch <laughs> the rest of E.T. <laughs> That's so, incredible. Like you, it's one of her first... Like core memories. Yeah. This, happens like, during this movie. It's inside out. You know what I mean? Like this is a yeah. memory that yeah. ploop like this gold this this ball, this blue ball. Right. And then gets transferred over to long-term memory and becomes yeah. one of those like seven core memories. Like this movie is that deep of a canon for yeah. me. And we're gonna get to in the evidence. Like I I don't know. We're going to get like we're going to get like my main evidence is so deep. I don't even know what to do. I, I can't even get it's actually one letter. My my wow. evidence is is four letters in a row. That's it. OK. And then one other teaser, dude. Our third season, I revealed right. my I said I was going to reveal my ultimate song to run to. Oh, wow. Ever. Yes. And never did. And we and can't, I, that became like a running joke, right? Like you yep. never would. Yep. I teased it in the uh-huh. triathlon season 
because yeah. when we started biking and started running uh-huh. to music on bikes. Uh-oh, right. Then this took on a whole new meaning, dude. So on this episode, I'm going to reveal my ultimate song to run to. This is big, folks. <laughs> the good news is my evidence are not that deep, so that's good. Oh, we'll shoot. go back and forth. No, no. Okay. Mine are about the movie making, I think, and yours yeah. might be about the the movie what what it means and that's great because i think we i think there's all sorts of stuff to talk about with this movie and i again we agreed that the beginning before we started recording we're not going to get to it all if you're one of those people that emails us and says why didn't you mention this that i I get it because you every listener who's listening to this probably has their own kind of like this is what struck me and has stuck with me Yep. I can't believe they wouldn't talk about that moment or that yep. thing or that piece. We get it. We're going to just totally. – th- this is this is from our, <laughs> yep. our experience from the first time I saw it in 85 to last night when I watched it with Jack. And Jack said oh, during the right – right after – during the scene where they the, – the bikes take off, all the, yep. all the bikes, yep. Jack said, why don't they make good movies anymore? Yeah, that is so <laughs> And I was like, right. uh, is Anthony sitting next to me or something? Dude, he, he's so like, okay, I was I was DMing with G. Lee last uh-huh. night a bunch because I put that, you know, that screenshot of us right. watching yep. it, me and the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, this is a perfect movie. And so we've been talking about it ever since wh- whenever we watched it Friday. And right. she was talking about her and Lennox Mall here in Atlanta saw Back to the Future Mm. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. Mm. Like, it's like, how was Empire Strikes Back? How were these movies all coming out in a row? You know, like when we were kids, like we didn't know, like, (laughs) how good we had it. You know what I mean? So I had to convince Jack, you're wrong. They're making a lot of good movies still. But it's it's, it's, slapped him down, bro. No, I had to. I had to let him know you're also right. living in a magical time of movies. Like I, yeah. I think that I think the 20, 2015 through twenty twenty one has been an incredible time for me. This summer sucked, notwithstanding. Right, but right, right, right. I, I do think that he. What I don't want is for his fifteen year old brain to think they're not making anything good right now because they are. But that for is sure. a cra- yes. That that is a crazy interesting thing for him to say. That I remember. Thinking that last time I saw Amadeus, mm. I was like, yeah. they're n- they don't this the movies don't look like this anymore. They don't feel right. like this anymore. Um, I actually think TV is where it's at right now. Probably TV is where it be, that's where the character development is at. Right. It's almost like somehow they could develop characters so much deeper and quicker in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. like you. I, there's nothing that's happened on a eight-year series or a Marvel Cinematic Universe 30-movie mm-hmm. series that is as touching, as moving as the bicycle scene, and as touching as Elliot, as E.T. saying, I'll be right here, <laughs> and then they, like, leave. Like, there, there no, is... There is um, th- those, those last ten minutes... Yes. And you sent me a picture... Of my favorite moment in movies, maybe. Yeah. The the cue, the musical cue. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but when okay. that finger lights up, 
and the that the 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 sting. <laughs> you know what I mean? In yeah. every sense of that word, musically and just yeah. the, the the way your heart caves in on itself. <laughs> Just you're like something, something's right. wrong. Like something's so right. I I'm sorry. Like I was sitting Ooh. ten feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just say real quick. So I was, so I watched this movie with Lily on a sick day when she was. See, I don't know if she was three or five. So I don't know if it okay. was pre Isla being born. So she would have been three, or Isla was at a daycare or something like that. Because right. Lily on a sick day, we watched it together. She was, she was so into it, and uh-huh. then she got it's it's one of two memories I have of her like really emoting for the first time. Okay. Um. So one was a Switchfoot song, mm-hmm. and then nice. one was ET, and and Switchfoot song was, was on a road trip. And it was incredible. And then it was E.T. And she, like, cried and she felt sad and scared. And then she wouldn't watch this movie again. Right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Un- until Friday. So we haven't oh, seen wow. it for, for either four or seven years. I, I, yeah. she, it's either pre... I can't imagine that she was three. I think she was five. Future Anthony here. It was indeed when she was three. So there you go. Had you seen it since then? I actually don't. I like can't sit and watch this in a lot of ways. Okay. Like because it has to be special. I don't know. Gotcha. I think part of that is because we don't have cable anymore. <laughs> right. You know so what I mean? Just, like it's not just on your DVR. Yeah. Like I also, I also, I think a discussion needs to be had about how movies are now rewatched because okay. like. Shawshank Redemption wouldn't be Shawshank Redemption without TBS right? constantly Definitely. playing it. And then you're like, you jump on board and you're just on board for half an hour or, or you right. power you DVR. Can enter, you can you, enter and exit at any point. Yes. And you can, you, you can be like, I, I, I got what I needed from Shawshank today. Right. You got to hit a Shawshank, a little, little <laughs> taste, which is uh-huh. all you need sometimes because it's so great and so yeah. potent. Right. Um, but to me, this this requires like a it it requires processing, and it requires like invest like I just need to be invested in it because I know I'm gonna cry. Yep. Every right. got it. Like on my way back here, I listened to my favorite song to run to, dude, and I was freaking bawling. <laughs> I'm screaming at the top of my lungs when Malcolm McNabb hits the first note of the cue, dude, the trumpet player. And mm-hmm. he just hits this friggin' high note, dude. <laughs> oh man! And he just sends it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I, I like, like imagine I'm like in the front of a Stephen Furtick sermon, and he gives the best point, and I go, like right. that. That's that note. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So I it's, just, it's good. I, I don't know if people can tell, but we think this movie's good. 
Sorry. <laughs> I, I score I, very I, I, high on the enthusiasm on the Enneagram test, like through the roof, and they put something from this in front of me, and I'm like, I'm screwed. <laughs> so I'll do my best to be practical about it, and we'll just let Anthony be whatever he wants to be. I mean, there 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 are so all t- all sorts of times when I say like ejaculate all sorts of <laughs> the, the like terms about like this is the best movie ever and I'm, us- I'm using that in the english yeah yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. old english totally. you know what i mean for like sure, when i'm like sure. this is the best scene this is the best movie yes this is yes. The, so yes the, um I, I will go there in this movie also yep. for sure and i even i couldn't even stop from going there in karate kid when we were talking about the closing shot right totally um yep there's just so much that this movie started. I feel like it yep. created it. Yep. It launched. Um, mm-hmm. if, and there are some things you can strike from the record about that, like Mac and me and <laughs> the what has the what hast thou wrought? No, but this right. It yeah. It like it launched the the like um, best friend alien genre. I, right. I guess yeah. I guess it was there before, but let's think about Alien. That was scary. You yeah. did not want to be near the xenomorph. This well, alien, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, were were there any happy aliens friends? Well, I guess I mean there's Star Wars. There's there's yeah, tons of right. others. There, of there, the friendly aliens exist, but I mean I even talked about it in the cold open, right? That the that Universal was like people are gonna love the thing. It's mm. the scariest alien movie ever, and so why wouldn't people want to come to this? Right. And I I love the thing. I think it's perfect. But this is a different movie, right? And so it's it's a big risk, and I think that it launched. I mean, there are other movies in my top ten that are basically this movie repackaged. Mm. Yep. So The Iron Giant is in my top ten. It's yep. it's just E.T. Right. Yep. It's it's E.T with a new skin, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, and, and the, and the beats are the same. And the reason I love iron giant is because they're able to get the emotion out of me in a creative way at the end where I'm just yep. a puddle on the floor. It's not. And, and so I know that the reason I love the iron giant, the reason I love Totoro is because I love ET and I just want yep. my own monster. Totally. That's <laughs> just, that's the we- big dream for me. Yeah, I mean, so Harry Potter is like the ultimate four movie. Like Mm -hmm. a person discovers they are so special and they always knew it. But it's like, did you know, actually, like you're the most famous person in the world and the most amazing person (laughs) in the world? Dream fulfillment, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like this is like... I want to have a a best friend, or I want to have an enc- right. an encounter. That's weird. No, no, it's and it's like, it's sort of like it, it's dream fulfillment for me as a yeah. lonely kid. Sure. I and mean, we talked a lot of, in the Karate Kid. Yep. Like, I just wanted something to break through my wall and say, "You're gonna come with me." When I was a kid, say right? say I'll be right here. Say like fix your ouch, ouchies. Ouch. I, well, like I'm. And that's why I'm obsessed with Close Encounters because, yeah. uh, or, uh, it, I mean, the the Harry Potter of it all doesn't 
str- I, I don't love the you've been special the whole time thing. Because mm. um, you're not a four. I love <laughs> the I love the flight of the navigator. We just yep. chose you just because I don't know why not. Sure. Remember that well, part where he says, "Why did you choose me?" And Paul Rubin says, "I don't know. We just did." We, we yeah, you just you stumbled into that forest <laughs> at that moment. It could have been your little your little brother, you know. Yeah. Like okay, so I I put some I wrote down some movies, dude. Okay. That this wrought so this wrought Mac and me, and I think we should put Mac and me in the feed now. Once this posts, I think we should. Ooh, good idea. I think we should put this there, like, because it was a what hast thou wrought, and it's still one of my favorite mo- or, um, episodes we ever did. So well, stupid. or we can just use it to tell people go to Patreon.com. The Mac and yeah, Me episode is up I right know. now. I kind of want that to be searchable. <laughs> like, I, I, see. I, I, I you want to gain people, new listeners like, with it? I, no, but I want somebody to search Mac and Me uh-huh. in podcasts and actually find that. In, in a feed that's called Perfect Movie. <laughs> exactly. We will lose all credibility. Yeah. But it says, what has thou wrought? Right, and right. We, it's a special. Um, okay, but after this, we've got Explorers. Mm-hmm. Great, right? great first half of a movie. Yep, this is all my canon, though. This is all my canon. Explorers, yep. Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. We all wanted that little buddy. Mm-hmm. Last Starfighter. Yep. So tasty. Mac and me. <laughs> And yep. space camp, so it's it's like the theme. So because here's here's why I mentioned all those. The theme right. now for kids is wizards, dragons, superheroes. Super yeah, superheroes. I mean, it should yep. go. Su- Although for my girls, it's actually dragons, wizards, superheroes. Now it's becoming wizards, dragons. Superheroes are very low, but I, I think they'll they'll get more into them eventually. Sure, um, right. I'm just thinking in the big culture, big the, culture the, though, hundred percent. What, what's being yes. produced for kids? Yep, is superheroes. I feel like that's coming to an end, honestly, pretty soon. Huh. Um, I, I think that I actually think that the there's some like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings residue that is now becoming like fantasy is going to make okay. a comeback with sure. kids. Um, sure. Harry Potter, um, I think had its moment, but I, I'm just wondering if that will ever, at one point do they oh, remake it? Oh, don't forget it? vampires. Don't forget vampires. I think vampires are gone. We had a lot <laughs> of vampires. So, vampires are out. So yesterday. <laughs> vampires and werewolves, I don't think they're in anymore. Um, my question is <laughs> when they will they so remake Harry Potter because it's been 20 years? Do, do they yeah. relaunch that series at some point? <sighs> I mean, it's at Universal. It's like yep. a bedrock part mm, of Universal Okay, and they have Studios, those actors. Know, like, the actors yep. are, it's like eight yeah, that's true. movie. Like, no, but I, I know what you mean, though. Like, you stink and do Batman every other year with a new person. Like, yep. But no, but yeah. No, but Harry Potter is a, a lore of, like, Batman's lore is actually very simple. His parents were killed. Yep. He was super rich and then he built some crap and was super smart and like made this suit. And he's got two main enemies, three main enemies, Penguin. Oh, the Joker. I mean the Joker, no, he's of course, got the Riddler. Like 40 enemies. <laughs> the deeper yeah, you but, go into it. No, but I don't I yeah, don't know he does, why, but the main though. ones that they keep bringing back, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, so I I I was just thinking about it the other day we're rewatching through the series and I was like, I oh, Harry wonder Potter? yeah, if anybody would have 
if 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 there's any conversation at Universal sure. about do we relaunch this or do we just keep putting out Fantastic Beast sequels that nobody wants to see, or do right. we just or people love Harry and that and they just want to see him again? Yeah, so like a new kid, new kid, like emo kid Harry, side swoop. <laughs> Millennial Harry, <laughs> Gen, Gen Z Harry, Gen Z Harry. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know how I, I I don't know if they'll ever do it. I'm talking about rebooting Sorcerer's Stone like from the beginning, right? Yeah, with for new sure. Little kid actors. Yeah. Um, so uh, E. T. Yeah, I think they could never reboot. Nope. You can't. I feel this way it. about Back to the Future, also. Yeah. I, I feel like th- there are things that maybe at some point they would do with it. I mean, they did that like commercial. Remember ET? That new yeah. ET commercial a couple yeah, we years that this ago. Yeah, we watched weekend. Yep. And then I actually read the treatment for the sequel that Spielberg was thinking about. Hmm. Ten-page sequel called ET: The Dark Skies or something, where evil hmm. albino ETs come down and kidnap the kids, and ET has to save them. Hmm. Bad idea, and it never got made, and that's good. Glad. But it's just the singular thing. Yep. That just w- will should will and should remain untouched. I think, as far as rebooting or sequels, it's so special. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. I really yep. believe it's perfect. I mean, I do have my only stricken here. I, look at look at everybody. If you're on thirteen point one, normally I have a page of stuff. This is all my strickens. <laughs> It just I looks actually, like a tenth of a page. I tore it off a page of notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is E.T. on Earth? Why did the aliens come to Earth? Just to get some okay. plants? Like, why? That's what they do. That, they get plants. I know, but they, like, <laughs> I just, I like, I love thinking about some of this stuff. It's still perfect. But just, like, why are they there, and why did they leave so easily? I don't quite understand why they left him. Right, because like he's why did they dude. leave him behind? And then he yeah. doesn't come. They don't come back until he like makes that little contraption, right? You know what I mean? Like, can they not remember where he is? It's weird, right? Right. So okay, so that's Got stricken. Um, mm-hmm. and then he runs too like fast for his body. Okay, which you know version I mean? did you guys watch? Oh, did, we watched, Was there CG we, in it? We watched the one that we purchased off of Apple. So there's guns okay. in it and there's CG. Okay. I, I, we, watched, we watched it on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. And there were guns and no CG. It was original. So this when, was, he runs through, yeah. when he runs through the forest, it's yeah, like yeah. he's on a, like a little train. Yeah, yeah. It's a light on a train. Totally. Right. That, so it's okay. not a So you did see that it's, one. Yeah, yeah. It's a filming it's it's more just a funny like classic aged filming. It's because, not a stricken, because in the in the re, in the re CG'd one, he's mm-hmm. like loping, like you see him go huh, 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 through the forest. You know what? I think we just saw a restored original. I think you're yeah. right. Because uh, he's just version on that. By far. Yeah, guns. You got to have the guns. Sorry, I mean guns. I don't like guns. You know all that, but it's OG. Although I guess it was Spielberg that took it out. I don't care. It was the guns Spielberg. were better. Yeah. But he was saying he didn't like the idea that they were going to shoot the kids, which I don't really like either. I really don't like. But 
that's not the point. I don't, they would I have don't guns. I don't like it, but yeah, right. I don't like it, but I think they would have guns. Yes, it's realistic. Right? Like that's, they should have the guns in that sure. scene. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's what they would have. They wouldn't be like, 10 4, good buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your handle over? <laughs> right. Just leave them alone. <laughs> oh, hey, dude. All right. Just real, crouch down. Right. Real quick trivia. <laughs> okay. I heard this one. Do you know what E.T.'s name is? I do. Because okay. of this treatment I read. Oh, okay. So our listeners Zrek, right? Yeah. yeah. Z-R-E-K? <laughs> yeah. Shrek, more like. Zrek, more like well, Shrek. See, what has thou wrought also, dude? Like, short circuit? Like, mm, that was... Great one, yes. An alien, that wasn't an alien, it was a robot. So that was like our no, other... That, that, that's, a, that's a boy in his monster story, a short yes. circuit for sure. Short yeah. circuit. Wally... Although that's much newer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wally does have an E.T. look. Yep, totally. Uh, and there was one other I was just frigging thinking about. This is not going to be easy. Harry and the Hendersons, no. <laughs> yeah, no, Harry and the Hendersons is great. It's a, okay. I, I think that's true. Family and a monster. I, yep. I, 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 I think that that sort of thing all fits into the, it's actually a boy and his dog is the, I think you would say is the, the genre. Yep. Totally. Um, but then E.T. expanded that, um, the genre into kid and their creature. Yes. Right. It could be a dog. It could be a robot. It could be an alien. It could be a monster. Um, yep. and, and uh, I don't know. I, I just wanted a giant robot or a squishy well, alien when I was See, that, that was Jinx also, Space Camp. Yep. Right? Like totally. I wanted yes. Jinx and then it was Ralph in uh, Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mac and me. Did he have a robot? Oh, he had Mac. <laughs> <laughs> What's Mac's Mac? That's a real good question. <laughs> we should have made a sequel of, of Mac and me where it's that family and somebody something else comes in. <laughs> Jinx. The, the vacuum that sucks him <laughs> up. <laughs> that awesome vacuum. Um, okay, should we should we look at the one sheet and I'll read the VHS? Sure. Yep. And All then right. we can go Let's... into the trial. Oh, geez. I love this movie, man. I am unashamed. <laughs> okay, so E.T., The Extraterrestrial, came out June 11th, 1982. It actually mm-hmm. premiered as the last film of the Cannes Film Festival, May 26, 1982, which is right. crazy to think of this even being like a film festival sort of movie. Yeah. You know, like it was, right. I mean, it's actually a low budget movie, $10 million. Is that low budget? Well, okay. So I looked it up. Okay. Two years before that was Raiders, which was $20 million. Okay. All right. The next year was Return of the Jedi, which was $32 million. Okay. So Asked and answered. I actually, I, I knew you were going to ask that, so I looked those up real quick. <laughs> oh, but I did want to see that, go. though. Like, $10 million still seems like a lot. But, I mean, the cast is super small. Right. Like, the it's really actually a simple story, a small cast. a sm- yep. it's, It all takes place pretty much in a house mm-hmm. or on bikes in a yep. neighborhood in a park. That's it. Right. Yeah. They go uh, to that even, same spot in the forest several times. Yep, the bald Everything spot. Everything in, in the house, even the ho- even the hospital scene is in the house, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. That, that's the set that they use the whole time. Yeah. Um, 
So it's yeah, I guess ten million makes sense. Probably a ton of it went into the went into the animatronics and yep. the special effects. I'm assuming, for sure. Um, grossed at the box office though, four hundred thirty five million U.S. That's crazy, seven hundred ninety two million dollars worldwide. Uh, unbelievable. The records before that were Jaws, then Star Wars, yep. then yep. E.T. Then Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. and then Titanic, right? Okay, yep, I think that's right. And then Avatar, right? What about yeah? Cameron now? had his day for a while, and now it's just. And then they started. It, then it was Marvel, 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 Marvel. So, so now is it's it Endgame. Endgame. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's um, incredible, bro. Very, Lucas, very incredible. Spielberg, yep. Cameron for forty mm -hmm. years. Yeah, just dominated. Yep. This was awesome. on is on the AFI top 100 movies of all time. Mm -hmm. It won four Academy Awards. Best sound, the guy who won that was, hey, how's it going, Robert Knudsen, my uncle? <laughs> Dr. Knudsen? Wait a minute, wow. Dr. Knudsen's uncle, Robert. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> it won best effects, visual effects. That was Carlos Rambaldi and Dennis Murin. Dennis Murin has done millions of things that we love. Okay. The sound effects, it won Oscar Academy Award for Best Sound Effects. That's Ben Burt, who did R2-D2, who did right, WALL-E. that's R2, yeah. Who made the sound mm. effects for lightsabers and also made the sound of a woman that smokes two packs a day, two to three packs a day that he found in a camera shop. He was like, <laughs> that's the voice of E.T. He modulated he just her hears voice. hears this old woman and it, is like, that's E.T. E. <laughs> I guess when you're a sound guy, you've yeah. always got your ears open for that stuff, totally. right? And if you like hear it, you know it or something. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, that might, like, sometimes I think about, like, top 10 things I would want if, mm -hmm. I, had a, if I had a, a DeLorean. Yeah. I want to be in the recording studio when they record my favorite song to run to of all time. Okay. I want to be in that moment when Ben Burt hears that woman talk. Right. E.T. Oh, phone. Obviously, I want to be, I want to just like Doc Braun, go see Jesus in real life, IRL. <laughs> Get born. <laughs> yep, I want to see Bernard Garfield perform the Mozart Bassoon Concerto in 1965 or whatever, Philadelphia. Of course, Orchestra. yeah. Right, yeah. So there, there it is. You know, mo the, most people, if they have a they have a time machine, they'd kill Hitler or save JFK. Not Anthony. He wants to go. He wants to go hear a a, a lady talk with her raspy voice in a grocery store. <laughs> it was a camera store, actually. Apparently, according to the oh yeah, that's the right. Urban yep. myth. It was mm -hmm. also nominated. Oh well, hello, best score. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is John Williams' multiple score. Like I think he won a bunch more before this, but okay, won yeah. the Academy Award for score. We're gonna get to that. Mm -hmm. And then it was nominated for Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Cinematography, and Editing, all yeah. of which went to Gandhi instead of E.T. All of those did. Yep. Oh, interesting. Wow. So super yeah. interesting. Well, good job, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, knocked, he knocked E.T. right out of the running. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Two little guys head to head in Kingsley's triumphs. E.T. versus Gandhi. You can see UHF yeah. like doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Weird Al missed um, a trick on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 98% critics, 72% audience. And one fun other casting choice that I heard mm. about in multiple sources was mm-hmm. that Corey Feldman was supposed mm-hmm. to be in this movie as either another sibling or oh. a friend. And they felt that the just the vibe, not the yeah. right vibe, like too funny, too cynical, too snarky, too just not the right fit. He's also it doesn't feel like he'd be the right age. Because Elliot's ten, right? So and maybe I think it would have been a Michael's supposed to be Feldman? fifteen, right? And so Feldman feels somewhere in the middle of that to me, and so I, don't, I he wouldn't fit in Michael's group of friends, right? So good, good yeah, call. Gets my, Corey Feldman out of there. Put him in what? Maybe Gremlins, Goonies. Where did maybe he go it next? Was a sibling. Well, I don't know. Okay, I guess they were like, you can't be in this, but you can be in Goonies, which makes. Way more sense. Yes, definitely. And that age group makes makes more sense. Yep, absolutely perfect. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much all I got on the one sheet, man. Sweet. Let me let me pull up the let me pull up the VHS. Had this VHS for sure. Oh, I see so this VHS out. everywhere in used bookstores, and you know what I mean. It, it's a yep. great actually. It's a great VHS movie. Even when we were watching it on Peacock. I was like, it doesn't matter. At some point, you can't make this movie look any better than it did on VHS because it was filmed on film. Mm -hmm. And so the grain helps with the look. It's fun to watch on VHS. I I, I I was just going to say that. I would love to watch it on VHS again. Here's, Here's my dream is to have it on VHS recorded off of TV with original commercials. I'll try to put that together for you sometime. No, but I, I bet you anything. Because remember I found those in my mom's garage? Right. Yeah, I bet All you those, you have it. Probably not E.T., but oh, I do okay. have I do have stuff like that recorded off a of TV. OG oh, commercials. Man. Pizza Hut, Meat Lovers, when they introduced that. Oh, baby. Call Pizza Hut Delivery and get a medium Meat Lovers pizza for $8.99. Better yet, get a second one for just $4 more. But hurry, it's a limited time offer. Food, folks, and fun. Yep. McDonald's commercials. Food, folks, and fun. And don't forget, introducing Diet Coke. Okay, here's here's E.T., back of the VHS, says this. Steven Spielberg's heartwarming masterpiece of love between a young boy and a visitor from another planet has quickly become the most popular film of all time. Filled with unparalleled magic and imagination that made audiences around the world laugh and cry... E.T. the Extraterrestrial follows the moving story of a lost little alien who befriends a 10-year-old boy named Elliot. While E.T. learns about life on Earth, Elliot learns that friendship knows no earthly bounds. Mm. Overflowing with memorable performances, a stirring musical score, I'm assuming we'll talk more about that, and scenes of wonderment, E.T. invites everyone to share the thrill of its magic touch. It's more than a movie, it's an experience you'll never forget. Mm. Good news, nation. It's in color. Hour fifty-five. Yep, flies by. Oh, the totally. We paused it halfway through when we watched it on Friday night because 
our friend that my Lily's friend that was had slept over the night before was still with us. You know what I mean? Like okay. it was nine yeah. o'clock the next day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love that. Remember mm-hmm. those days? Yeah. You yeah, still have those days sure. with your kiddos, of course. Yep. And like, it's like her dad came over and he's like, well, probably time to come home. So, <laughs> so we you had paused to pause it. it. Yep. Had that and friend ever like, seen yeah. the movie before? Nope. That was as far as she'd seen. She said she had seen it about that far before. So it was like, uh-oh. Yeah. So she doesn't know how it ends. So we'll, <laughs> at some we'll point, she's going to have to watch the end of that movie. Let me report, though, that... So Elliot's 10, Lily's 10. Right. Mm-hmm. Gertie's 6, Isla's 6. Oh, It was cool. Isla's first time, mm-hmm. and man, did it not disappoint, bro. And it communicates to six-year-olds in 2021 as it did to a six-year-old Anthony to seven-year-old Stevie. Friggin' holds up. Mm-hmm. All right, dude, let's go to the trial. <laughs> I wonder if we like it. <laughs> well, let's let's put it on trial, see if we can convince our audience that it's perfect. All right, let's do it. In 1975, he directed Jaws. In 1978, he directed Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1981... He directed Raiders of the Lost Ark. And now, Steven Spielberg brings us E.T., the extraterrestrial. We will witness the arrival, the search, the desertion, the fear. Discovery, the friendship. I'm keeping him. The secret, the love, the warning, the signal, the mystery, the danger. The intrusion. The wonderment, the enchantment, the hope, the connection has been made. Universal Pictures presents Steven Spielberg's E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Cinema Supremus. This movie's so good. My uncle did the sound editing. It's friggin' amazing. Oh, no, he didn't do sound. Sorry. Video effects. What did he do? His great friends Special with effects. Ben Burt. He rolls. Dr. Knutson forgot what his uncle <laughs> won the Oscar for. Cinema Supremus. Zero Charisma. Cinema Supremus. Greg. Zero Charisma. You win. Did you ever play D&D? Okay. My D&D story was in middle school. Uh-huh. Of course, nothing has changed. It seemed way too complicated and like way too many things to learn. My friend oh, Joff Pedretti yeah, sure. really yep. wanted me to do it. So it was Joff mm-hmm. Pedretti, Stephen Nichols. I yeah. even think the Chad might have been in on one, like even like in a lunchroom or something like that. But basically 
It was those dudes. There's one other person okay. that I'm leaving out that I can't think of. And they played it and I was like, stupid. That that group makes sense to me that they would like D&D. Yep. Um, How about you? N- never played D&D when I was a kid. It was, I, I think this was kind of like at peak, like, um, Satan scare. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. play D&D. Sure. <laughs> don't do Magic the Gathering. Don't sure. play with a Ouija board. Ouija, don't read 100%. Harry Potter. Right? Yep. And so um, th- there was no way. I I don't think I would have been allowed to play D&D. Uh, yes. But uh, the boys got into it when they were probably ah. like in their early teens. Okay. And it's so fun. Okay. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it it's looks, great times. It's fun. Yeah, it's very yeah. fun. Now, I'm not into it because you because I want to know all the rules and how they work and I want to win quickly in a game. And okay. D&D can sometimes take like weeks to play. Right. Yeah, it it seemed too complicated to me, but it looks yep. cool. Dude, speaking yep. of that, Aaron was mm-hmm. exchanging a Harry Potter book with another mom at church. Uh-huh. So we're at church on Sunday. We've got the right. Bible. I've got my Bible and my journal. Take some notes from Louie. And Aaron's got her Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> what a couple. <laughs> How dare you bring this here? <laughs> That's funny. And Isla actually had a tattooed scar. Oh, really? On her like, forehead? So cute. Looks really cute wow, with a mask. Wow. I bet. Yeah. So we're that family. Gotcha. Because I think... Zero charisma, Cinesupre- th- those are Cinesupreme. D&D insults, right? No way. Yeah, zero charisma is one of the things that you can choose about your character, how much charisma you have. So those are D&D insults oh, they're exchanging there. Bro, just blew my mind, man. I had no clue. <laughs> what about your, I mean, your anus was great. I mean, that's no, that. That's the, yeah, that, your, your, everyone knows your anus, D&D or no, right? 100% that stands up 100 years from now. Right. That joke's still going to work. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember literally we were doing the planets and we were doing it right. with a German conductor and he was like, let's do Uranus. And we're like, <laughs> he's like, Uranus. We're like, <laughs> we're Pro- like professionals, highly paid professionals. professionals. <laughs> Great joke. I think, he, I think he hits it a little hard, but that's okay. He, we get, he totally, we get it. For sure. He says it. He doesn't do it. Um, yeah, it's it's like that needs to be a little undercover, like Uranus or like a sphincter says right. what? <laughs> you know, like. I love sphincter says what? what? A sphincter says what? What? Exactly. Oh, Wayne. <laughs> um, yep. Now, that's C. Thomas Howell, I think, who's making the Uranus joke. Where's he from? Uranus? Get it? Your anus? Who is like one of the people that that came out of this movie that is like, that went on to do stuff. Like, really? So I was like, so I recognize him from two other things around that time. And now I'm going to try to call them up. I know he's in the, oh my gosh. Oh, The Outsiders. So he's okay. he's like pony boy. Like he's in this movie the year after Francis Ford Coppola and he's got like Tom Cruise and huh. Rob Lowe and like oh Ralph Macchio. And Whoa. C. Thomas Howell stars in that movie. Whoa. And then there's 
Oh, and Red Dawn. And he's in Red Dawn. He's ama- Everybody's amazing in Red Dawn. But, like, of the okay. people... Well, wait, what am I talking about? Drew Barrymore. Hello. Yeah. She's the one who got and, most successful from this movie. Well, don't forget Dee Wallace. She's now right. in the Magic Cookbook as, like, this this kid show. The Magic Cookbook? No, no, no. That it's, I've, I'm... Just add magic. That's what it's called. Okay. We have we have the magic cookbook. Okay. Uh, it's called just as Mad- magic. She's the grandma. And, okay. Um, and so Lily was like, D. Wallace. I know she's in something. I know she's because like even the font from just as magic is kind of E. T. ish, and it says okay. D. Wallace, and it's like so great. Yeah. So she plays the grandma in a kids show that's actually really good. The music's super good in that. Okay. Just as I was magic. looking up Henry Thomas too. Who plays Elliot? And right. he do, he does he's he's been I mean he's kept acting. Yep. He's been a working actor for forty years. It looks like he does prestige TV mostly right now. But like, um, I don't know. I was like, man, see Thomas Howell, who's like the main friend Uranus guy. Okay. I just uh, he has he has an eighties place in my heart because of these other movies. Nice. Um, Is he the dude with the with the headphones? Nope. He's the one with the uh, ski mask. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it, the 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 look is incredible. The, the, I mean, the headphones guy is the best. Headphones Here's my guy, rating. trucker hat. Yeah, headphone okay. guy, truck orange trucker hat. He's got the yep. best look. Yes. Great. Then there's green turtleneck, brown jacket with the like a chapeau and the red sunglasses. That guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, Total maybe Back to the Future favorite. too. Right. Maybe he's my favorite. <laughs> Then see Thomas Howell has the ski mask, which is cool because it differentiates him. Super. And cool. then it's then it's Michael just with the gray sweatshirt when they're biking. Yep. Tied. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got <laughs> yeah. he's got the hood tied, so he's looking out of like a little circle. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Wait, why? Oh man, why don't we wear ski masks as masks, dude? Like that hat. Why don't we just wear those to the grocery I, I, store? I, I think it's too scary. <laughs> that would be yeah. a good mask, though, dude. What if that had caught on in COVID? Like, well, we're just keeping each other safe, so we're all wearing yeah. ski masks. We're just wearing ski, like, totally. Mm. That's yep. Yep. Okay, all right, here we are on the trial. We should probably talk about what that means. If oh, yeah. this is your first time, if you're an E.T. fan and you're here and, and you like that it said perfect movie, here's what we do. Anthony and I pick a movie that we love. We talk through it like we have been. That, but in this section, we act as its defense counsel and we present evidence. Two of us get two apiece. And we attempt to prove to you, listener, that this movie is actually perfect. When we're done with that, you are a part of acting as judge, jury, and possibly executioner because I get a vote, Anthony gets a vote, yeah, and you all get a vote. If 75% of our listeners say yes, that equals a yay. And if it's three out of three, me, Anthony, and the listener, that movie is deemed perfect. We put it on a flash drive. We give it to Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. They bring it up to evil aliens. Oh, these are evil aliens, the harvesters. Yeah, these ones are not, they're not E.T., No, to say. but the, they, they show them the movies that we've put on this flash drive, things like Karate Kid, stuff like that, and hopefully E.T., those aliens are converted. They shut down their laser beams and fly away. The Earth is saved. Yes. Hey, dude, I have a second. How's it going? Is that okay? Yeah, but there's an E.T. joke in, is there an E.T. joke in Independence Day? 
Listen to that sound. I don't think he heard my question because he's shaking his no no candy. You're right. A second ET joke. Okay. There's an ET. Isn't there an ET joke in Independence Day? I should have been talking about this, but I don't. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna yeah. kick ET's A, right? Yeah, that's right. He says I'm gonna kick ET's A, and that's funny, and everybody laughs. Yeah. No sir, I'm just a little anxious to get up there and whoop ET's ass. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> right. no. right. You get your chance. Just when we were talking about legalistic Christian culture, we still don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> now what were you shaking there okay can the if you're not a 13.1 member and you're not listening to this what do you think this is hey how's it going yeah. okay what do you think this crack is? crack it crack that can He's you see cracking it? a piece of cardboard oh, oh i can see you it. can see it okay yeah okay so He's cracking when we his now how do you pronounce this product okay i say reese's pieces hold on me too listen, just listen to this asmr yeah and then listen I mean, like, if there's a real ASMR moment in the movie when when Keys eats that Reese's piece is okay. piece. That's singular. When we watch this, yeah, I got all I got these out. Yeah, I got them out secretly. I'm so sorry. I'm chewing. That's so rude. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay, so I told the girls I got them a secret surprise. Lily was like, duh. I know what yeah, it is, but Lily, Isla yeah. had never seen the movie before. Mm-hmm. So I hid Reese's Pieces underneath the right. couch, and I said, as soon as we see this, the treat on the on the show, yeah. I'm going to whip them out. So I got yep. them all out right before I put them in their hands, and then we mm-hmm. all crunched at that exact same moment. Mm. It's a great SMR, moment. Bro. You can, yeah. it's actually, that's actually dream fulfillment. Or like, mm. it's not dream, you're, you're actually tasting what you're seeing on screen. 4D. You know what I mean? Yep, that's 4D, baby. Do it. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, well, re, re, I, I also pronounce it Reese's Pieces, but I do have friends that pronounce it Reese's Pieces. Yes, I have heard that. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Pieces By the is way, a word. Do you know the, the lore between how that happened? No. Okay, so they wanted M&M's. Oh, right. I think I read this. Yep. Okay. Yeah. People. You and can did just Eminem's find this on... not want to do it because it's an alien movie or something nope. or what? The, here's, here's the way I heard it. They yeah. wanted, they were going to pay him a million dollars, but they wanted to see right. the script to make sure that Eminem's were treated. Oh, I like, see. Well, like it's not like Eminem's <laughs> right. make people sick or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So they were, so Hershey was like, we're out. We don't want any part of it. So they wow. sold it to Mars. Who was launching uh-huh. this new candy called Reese's Pieces? Mm, they Friggin' skyrockets sales by sixty six percent, right? And creates an empire and a brand. And my personal favorite candy. And actually, dude, check this out. Okay, I one upped it. He's going somewhere else. Okay, he's got some sort of bag. Okay, I, I looks like a backpack. Just for this. No, this is, is this is my it's my cooler. Oh, he's got a cooler. Oh, oh boy. is he gonna pull? I I have a guess of what it's gonna be. Oh, okay. I thought it was gonna be a course. Oh, oh, dang it! That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. The, the, the beer that Et get, and Elliot by association I get drunk on. I course. That sucks. No, I've got a Culver's concrete Reese's. So was that a little cooler you were taking it out of there? Yeah, I, I've been keeping it in this cooler. <laughs> All day. 
Wow. So you are going to be actually chewing the entirety of this episode. Here, here we go. He's pouring. Oh, he's doubling up on the Reese's Pieces. He's putting it there in the. Um, oh. What is it? Concrete. Is that what they're called, the Culvers? Yeah, dude. It's going to take one bite and then I'll put it away. All right. While you do that, I'm going to chunk in. The problem is I don't have the sound on my phone because my phone got stolen and I haven't oh, put can... the new the sound back oh. on my phone. Can you chunk Hold in on. for me? Yeah, I'll chunk in. All right. We've been talking around this a little bit and I have a feeling I used the same one for our Goonies episode. Okay. Which was around this time last year, I think, probably. Didn't we do Goonies last fall? Yep. I mean, the fall lineup. Fall's mm. our favorite season. Fall yep. is where we watch our favorite movies. I think we did Rudy and the Goonies and yep. the, uh, probably some more that we loved last fall. Oh, President. Um, we did an election. Oh, right. We did Dave. Dave, yep. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> so good. Um, my first evidence is the child casting. Mm. Okay. So the cast. Uh, yep. The the but specifically yep. I, I think Spielberg child, yep. is really good with kids. Yes. And he's 100%. got a run here with um movies that he directed and produced. And it's just like these are the kids that when I was too little, I think. So they were all older kids to me when I was watching these movies. Sure. That I was like, okay, these are real kids. I, and I still, when I'm watching them, I feel like they're real kids. So yeah. with the Goonies, it's like that for sure. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and the evidence yep. that I, I'm now remembering last fall is that it just seems so unscripted, all their yep. interactions. And this totally. feels the same way to me. It just feels very natural. There's the, there's the penis breath moment that I think... <laughs> <laughs> maybe the the best distillation of what I mean because D Wallace actually breaks in that moment. Do you know what I mean? She's laughing yeah. at him. Yeah. Yelling at Michael penis breath, which I don't think is like has any sexual connotation. I think it's just a little kid totally. using a bad word that he knows for at sure. his brother. Well, I'm, they have booster breath in space camp. That's right. Like whatever booster breath. <laughs> I, I, mean, I totally agree. Like I, I, I think prefer it's just penis kids breath being... to booster breath, but it, but it's just such a moment where it's just like he doesn't know how to swear right or something, yeah, and yeah. so this is this this is really gonna make him mad if I say this word. Um, right. His mom laughs at it. Drew Barrymore thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just this, there's all, there's so many moments like that. There's moments where they just let Drew Barrymore talk in the background. Yep. Yes. 100%. And what she's saying doesn't make any sense. And last night we, we rewound it twice to listen, try to figure out what she's saying. And she's talking about like beheading some of the toys. And, if you wake <laughs> stuff like, and it's just like Spielberg just leaves it in. That's incredible. And it's so just good. Unintelligible. And right. actually, that's probably part of that editor. So actually, something we haven't mentioned yet is mm -hmm. that it's a, a, a Melissa Matheson, female the writer, writer. Mm -hmm. and the yep. editor, a female editor, Carol Littleton, I think, and she okay. was actually nominated for Academy Award on this. Um, and I, I just I thought that was kind of that was kind of cool, very yeah, cool. Yeah, did have we talked about female editors on no. this podcast? 
Okay, I was doing some reading on that. Um, Male directors, an unusual amount of male directors have female editors. Interesting. And so I read this think piece on it at some point. It was like a couple months ago where that the, the most trusted editors are women because they are more intuitive when it comes to Definitely. what's going to connect with the audience or not. Wow. And directors like Cameron and Carpenter and Spielberg and Donner are like, I'm not going to get a man to edit my movie. <laughs> Huh. I want this to connect with people on an emotional le- uh, emotional level. And so right. um, there's uh, there's not very many female directors, um, and that's an issue and it's changing. But traditionally, yep. women have Oscar winning – Oscar – like women win way more Oscars for editing than for anything else. Huh. Super so, interesting, dude. And so you can t- – uh, this – I mean you sent me the Siskel and Ebert – clip about what they thought of the the movie and it's just just incredible moment where they're like you know what makes this movie special love (laughs) yeah siskel says that and ebert kind of laughs a little bit and then at the end of the at the end of the interview or at the end of the review ebert's like okay i'll say it i agree love he said he said you're right love you're right (laughs) it's love Yes, which never <laughs> happens with those two. It's not a very complicated thing, but boy, the power of that emotion. It's human, in a sense. It's certainly sentient. We like it. We love it. The kid likes it. There's a relationship. Yeah. It's very moving. So uh, if the I'm intimidated by these special effects, I plead guilty. No, no. You, what you are uh, entranced with is the same thing I am, which is love. And the special effects, so what? Mm-hmm. It's love there. Okay, I'll say it. You're right. It's love. So, That's so the, there's something about like um, the editor, and yeah. I, th- I think obviously Spielberg was very hands-on in this movie. We might talk yeah. about that in the score also, but um, the choices that he makes, and th- this feels like also very early, um, l- he, he let people talk over he- each other. There's the scene in Close Encounters, and, it's, and, and in Jaws too it happens where people mm-hmm. are just ta- – everyone's talking at once. And you have to pick and choose who you're listening to. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to let kids do that is like next mm. level. Yeah. Um, so there's well, this kind of like natural yeah. unscripted feel to these kids and they hold their own and they really feel like siblings. They really feel like friends to me. They have the right dynamic with each other. Yes. It, it, just, it can't be beat. There's this thing where he, where he filmed from, from, a 10-year-old's eye level for most of the movie. Yes. Yep. You see um, the keys. Isla really connected with that keys thing, dude. Yeah. And you don't see any grown-up faces besides D. Wallace until an hour 20 in. Mm. Not Crazy. so the teacher you only see hand from like yep. mid mid-drift down, right? Yep. There's you don't see any adults trick-or-treating. Yep. And then huh. keys, of course, you that. only see the keys and the people. Yep. And the first face you see is keys. And I, 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 I clocked it. An hour and 20 minutes in is the first adult face you see besides the mom. Wow. So yeah, he knows incredible. he's making a kid's movie, but it's not like watered down. You know what I mean? It's not like a children's movie. Oh, totally. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Like my two, my two favorite kid things. Well, there's tons. Mm-hmm. Two of the ones yeah. that are off the top of my head. I love it when she's like, who said you guys could order a pizza? A pizza. Yeah. 
accident. Who said you guys could order a pizza, huh? Uh, here, and they're I, like, what, huh? uh, in the house. <laughs> like, he said it. You know what yep, I mean? Like, yep. I freaking love that. It's like, yeah, because they all have cash from, right. I don't know, from their parents. And like, it looks like they were gambling, except they were playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, but they they all throw <laughs> yeah. in a couple bucks. Like, right. Yep. So that, and then I love, so that, I mean, there's a, there's a divorce element underneath yep. this whole thread, like a thread yep. that's underneath this whole thing, right? Like Spielberg yep. is a child of divorce. Mm-hmm. And so like, actually, and I didn't know he grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I had no yep. idea. Arizona. And you can actually tell that the vista of this town yeah, seen from the hill looks yeah. like Phoenix. Dude, or, it made me like think of the marathon. Of. It made me think yes. of the race. Yep. Yeah. So his childhood is it, with the divorce yes. thing, with the the vista, all that stuff, it's supposed to be happening in Northern California, and I think that's that can be a reason why they landed there for plants. I think so. This is part of, like yeah, I, I think 100%, they th- that's so very right. green and lush. Um, yeah, but when you see that like flat vista from the hill, yeah. that's that's like Southwest, Southwest oh, city man. to me. Yeah, dude, that it's that because was, he grew up uh, there. Beautiful. That's what he sees when he's that's what he sees when he thinks about looking at his town. Hundred percent. When we yep. grow up, well, you you grew up in a lot of different places, or you lived in a lot of different places. Like, so I don't know if it's exactly the same for you, but if I was gonna do like film a show, uh, a movie about yeah. my childhood, where would it be? You know, right. it'd be in Wisconsin. There'd be rolling hills. Right. There'd be, you know, barns and just suburbs and stuff. The, so the when I, building. When, right. When I read a book, mm-hmm. I vision and I read a book about a person living in a house, whatever yeah. age they are, I imagine yeah. the house that I lived in at that age. Mm. So if I'm reading a yeah. book and there's a 12 year old in it, yep. then I think about my house in Vienna. If it's mm-hmm. an eight year old, I think about New Jersey. If it's mm-hmm. a 15 year old, I'm in my house on Arbor Vitae place. Hemlock. So I just I oh, yeah. I love I love I you love never that lived Spielberg. At Hemlock. <laughs> no, I never lived on Hemlock. I, did. I love that you did. <laughs> so when you read about a 22 year old, you're on Hemlock. So I I mean I don't I don't know that the the other thing and I don't know when we're gonna talk about this is that there's such real true emotion in these kids' faces. Yeah, you sent me a text. You sent me a text. Mm-hmm. This was tip very listener. This is very typical. Anthony's watching the movie and texts me pictures of the TV yeah. moments, right? Not good resolution. With, with the three kids. We never get a last name for these kids, I don't think, but Gertie huh. and yep. Gertie and Elliot and Michael just looking. I mean, they're they're spiking the camera, right? It's just dead on. Macaulay yep. Culkin telling you that his parents have disappeared moment. Um yep. And they're it's it's Spielberg face, right? Yep. Um, and this Spielberg didn't invent Spielberg face, and this movie was not his first movie with Spielberg face in it. Yeah. But to get kids to be able to that kind of wonder and emotion, yeah. love, fear that they're able to show the viewing audience, it it yep. really is incredible. Yes, it's there. The it's it's. They become like an audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. You're able to see through their eyes. So it's, I mean, you, cause you, I know you have your top three. Right. The, the, another one I'm, I mean, like, I have two others I'm picturing in my head of Spielberg eyes. But why don't you okay. name, 
You want to you want to do a share screen? Well, so I was thinking we should do this for 13.1ers and share screen okay. and put it on. So, okay, so I we'll have talk my top Spielberg. three Spielberg faces. Yes. Do you, do you have any that just pop in? I, I'll save those for for our. Um, I I want to actually record video and show you them, and we'll put that Ooh. on our YouTube channel for 13.1ers. Okay. okay. The the two I'm thinking of just off the top of my head. Yep. Jurassic Park. Right. Uh, looking at the Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. Yep. And then the pirate ship in Goonies. Oh wow. wow. Ooh, that's good. I am thought Pirate of that ship one. Goonies. That big Which we, score we know was moment. Hev- that moment was heavily influenced by Spielberg. Yes. Right? And Spielberg was Where a producer he, and a right. writer, he right? Basically sort of. directed that moment, right. I read. <laughs> okay. That's Spiel like Yeah, totally. And Spielberg face if people don't know, it's it's a close up full screen shot of somebody's face looking at something. So yeah. um he without spending more money on special effects mm. you get equal or better idea of what's happening yep. because whoever totally. that actor is is able to look at what they're looking at and yep. kind of clue you into even how you're supposed to be feeling yep totally so it's it can a, be wonder a- it can be fear it can be um joy it's the it's the picture is worth a thousand words. Spielberg mm-hmm. face is worth a thousand effects shots. Right, <laughs> you know, a, a like, thousand pixels. Yes, that's it. <laughs> like a thousand hours of yeah. some dude's right. time, because you're just able to be like, like I mean, it's the classic. You didn't see Jaws. That right. whole movie is like Spielberg face of just them being friggin' freaked out about something we right. can't even see. Definitely, yeah. You know? And that is why Ready Player One sucks. <laughs> because nobody is in, there's no wonder in that movie. Hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know if Spielberg forgot, but nobody is amazed by anything in that movie. And yeah. I still think the fix was that they needed the main character to have never been there before. Because okay, we've never been cool. in that world before. Right, And so right. to, to have a character familiar with what we're not familiar with, and so he sees the DeLorean and it means nothing to him. Right. It means yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to us. Right. Oh, my gosh. Now my blood's boiling again about Ready yeah. Player One. <laughs> okay. I heard somebody, I can't remember who, say like their fix for that would have been that Spielberg shouldn't have directed it. Because it was... <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> because it was like, you can't have a guy... Showing all of his cool stuff that added to the to the cultural uh-huh. lexicon, you have to have somebody else right. tell that story. You know what I mean? Like you can't because be like, he's remember not when amazed I by did it this. anymore? Right? Yeah, right. And so he, th- this young Spielberg that's in this pocket right now, uh-huh. he's still amazed by everything. Right. And so yes, he's he pro- he is working with this puppet, and he's like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Right, he's making models of spaceships, and he's yep. making Bruce the shark work, and he's amazed yep. by all this stuff. Yes. and it really comes through. And then, and and Ready Player One just is a pile of poop compared to that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but to Jack's point, a long mm-hmm. time ago, an yeah. hour ago, right? Like the people that are making the movies now mm-hmm. love ET. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they yep. love, like so the person that should have made Ready Player One that would have actually made a work 
Right. So like that's to Jack's point of like, why don't they make movies like they used to? Because you go to Ready Player One and you're like, I want the wonder of E.T. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So we need like almost like new artists. <laughs> you know, well, like, I, um, but that's may, what that's, that's actually why, what we're seeing happen. You know what I mean? Right. That's why Force Awakens works differently than the prequels work, because you've got a right. director that yes idolizes George right. Lucas and Spielberg in that moment. Right. Yep. And the movie Force Awakens, even though it kind of follows Episode Four beat for beat, right. you still feel the wonder. In you it. could have you could have J.J. Abrams be like, well, what would you have done? You know what I mean? Like, oh, shoot, I copied it beat for beat because it's awesome. You know, it's like we've said this before, but it's like when the iPad came out and the big critique was it's just a big iPhone. And it's like, yeah, so that's cool. Like, it's actually better. Remember that? Like, oh, so you made a big iPhone. Okay, anyways. Hey, let me say my, my second kid moment real quick. Okay, great. I just like when when he says they're going to Mexico. Dad's in mm-hmm. Mexico. Yeah. And then the older brother is like, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna kill mad you, man. That. And then yeah. the little and then Gertie. Where's Mexico? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's perfect. Perfect family dynamic. Like a protective right. older brother, mm-hmm. middle kid that just like just says something as fact. And then mm-hmm. like, oops, I wish I could have those words back. Right. I don't know. And then when they're reminiscing about their dad. Smelling yeah, the shirt. Good. Like, I have done that smelling of the shirt thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah, sea smelling breeze, the clothes. polo, the Yeah, old that spice. was a good move. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also like it when Gertie says, alligators in the sewers. Alligators in the sewers. Deformed kid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that crap. She is so good. Anything, so good. Her special time with E.T., Mm-hmm. Is priceless. I mean, be good. But B is for a boy with a baseball and bat. Who with one money? You said be good. And banjo and good. She's like, yep. I taught him how to talk now. Like all that. <laughs> he can talk <laughs> <I> mean, now. <laughs> oh God! Elia. Isla actually just yesterday, she was like, you know, Daddy, I had actually seen a few scenes from E.T. before. You've shown us a few scenes before. And she sounds mm-hmm. just like Gertie. Wow. Because yeah, I still awesome. think E.T. running through the bed, through the room and then E.T. Yeah. freaking out in the cornfield are two of the funniest moments. E.T. freaking out in the cornfield really scared me when I first saw it. I could see that being, yeah, I could see that being scary. But now it got a laugh. <laughs> really? So for, okay. For us, that got a laugh. I gotcha. So, so for me, it was a jump scare. It's a jump scare. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so that that jarred something in me. Um, he, you don't. 
Elliot doesn't know if he's good or bad in that moment, so that must have scared me for some reason. But I remember that being one of my first scares, and I'm glad if, I'm glad for it. I think kids could, should feel fear and then understand that it's not scary, right? Definitely. But that that moment was scary for me. I remember, hmm. but I love it. Yeah. All right, dude. Let me chunk in. Okay. All right, dude. Here's the thing. Yeah. For me, E.T. is why. <laughs> All right. I, I, there's no way I can I can try to figure out what that means. E.T. is why. Is that you said it was one letter? That's what's confusing me. E.T. is why. Okay. Like, I was just thinking about this all week, dude. It's like, E.T. is like, why I play music. E.T. is like, why... I mean, obviously, God is why. Right. Put yeah, a let's give him some dis- credit. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, everybody knows we say this all the time. I believe you all know. But, like... Like but it's second, like a close second is ET. <laughs> no, but like, dude, that like he he this this movie, and obviously it's it's also Star Wars, it's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I, I honestly think it's like Empire Strikes Back and ET are like okay. why wow. I'm a musician. Wow. Okay. They're like and, and Space Camp. Let's throw Space Camp in there too. So this is this is a are, are we talking score now? We yeah we can talk a little bit of score. Should we should we drop? Should we drop my ultimate song to run to, dude? We probably should. If E. T. made you a mus- a musician, E. T. Dude, he made me he made me a musician. He made me wonder. <laughs> he made me want to be empathetic. He made okay, this yes. movie made me want want to be a good dad and stay wanted me to be a wow. good friend a good brother a good husband it's like he this movie created so much wonder it caused me to look up mm-hmm. you know what i mean it like and it made me love riding a bike <laughs> there, there seems to be even in when we watched that review of siskel and ebert they seem to understand yep that this is some sort of watershed moment this movie dude Yes, that it's e- that they mention it that kids are gonna kids are really going to be impacted by this movie. Yep, uh, they, they say they they say a movie has not come along for a long time like this. Mm-hmm. We are in. This was pre thumbs. Did you notice that? No yes. thumbs up, thumbs yeah, down. Yeah, this is before. This is before at the movies. This is right. Uh, S- sneak previews. Sneak preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This one yeah. on PBS or whatever. Or is this pre So they, they're, they're, they're kind of like fumbling around for even how to explain this movie. But totally. I, at one point they said this, this is – nothing has come along like this in a, in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what they're talking about is that this movie is going to have a bigger impact than the two hours that a kid is going to be watching this movie. Oh, I mean 100%. I mean, Ebert hit the nail on the head. He said, when I watched mm-hmm. it, I thought I was watching Wizard of Oz for the first time. Right. This is the kind of movie that makes movie critics talk the way you were just talking. I talk the same way. It makes your heart beat a little faster. It brings a tear to your eye. When I saw this movie, I felt the way that I'm sure people felt when they saw Wizard of Oz for the first time. Mm-hmm. 
I felt as if I had been introduced to a magical movie, a movie that's going to last for years and years and years and be treasured by one generation after the next. It's a great film. He equates it to Wizard of Oz. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Could you imagine going like it's like I wish in a lot of ways you could see it for the first time. Like that's why it was so fun to watch with Isla, a six year old. So, you know, so why? Why does I mean, I know this is the point of this podcast, but why this it's it's a little pumpkin shape with a potato shape on top. I know waddling around. Mm hmm. I'm sorry. I'm stepping on your. I'm stepping on your no, stuff here. Great. I think because we're because I think we were going to talk about score, and maybe that's one of the reasons. Like, but it doesn't seem like a Home Alone that gets the John Williams treatment and goes up a letter grade from, you know, from C to B, right. Right. or even from B to A. Yeah, it's not a. It, it wasn't a B movie and then became A because of John Williams. The the score launches it into the stratosphere. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching J.J. Abrams in an interview, and they played the bike scene for him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and actually, they did Spielberg eyes on him watching E.T. <laughs> have, you, have you seen? I've seen. I've seen YouTube videos of kids seeing it for the first time. Oh, with their dads no. and oh, not geez. knowing about the bike flying. Oh, jeez, and just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because there's two bike scenes, right? There's the one where yep. he first flies. Mm-hmm. And you almost forget about that or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you know the big one at the end. Right. Yep. But you you forget when they go trick-or-treating and he meets, meets him at mm-hmm. the top and it's dark. Right. And then he starts to take over the bike. Yeah. And the music starts to swell, bro. And I was like, I was like to the girls, I was like, wait for it. This uh-huh. is one of the most iconic scenes in movies. When he flies in front of the moon, bro, the first time. That that is it's maybe the most iconic picture of a movie ever. So I was reading up on the moon. That that yep. moon shot is not a special effect. That's actually they have they just zoomed super close into the moon. With the, the tree is a real tree that's huh. in front of it, um, and of course the the cutout of them flying is is a special effect. But the actual sure. moon is real, which for some reason made mm. it even. It's got that kind of wavy, yeah, haze to totally. it. Totally, I know. Sorry, we were talking about the score, but do, do, no. like it's it's all this. It's hard. It's almost hard to talk about. Yeah, and it was for Cisco and Ebert. They just were just like love. I guess it's <laughs> I love. I don't know love. I, it's just love. It's <laughs> <laughs> why? I mean, why do people? Why did people see it like twenty times? Like presidents and kings and queens were renting out theaters to watch this movie <laughs> and wanting to meet ET, even though they know he's yeah. not real. I know, Elliot. Remember? I just want to see if he's okay. Just, I just want to hear him call my name, spell it, say it wrong. At Universal, oh, yeah. <laughs> we should talk Demon. about the ride at some point. I don't think we can fit in more ride talk. I just went no, on it a couple sure. of years ago. Um, yeah, so there, there, it's for, to, I'm just saying this because to a certain extent, I don't think we're going to be able to nail it down. 
No, we we like can't. we can there's, we can give evidences, but there's something. I, I guess a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean and I I have like I literally have like eight pieces of evidence, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like it's where two masters came together and did their best work. So it's and you're like, talking about Spielberg and Williams. I'm talking about Spielberg Williams. Mm-hmm. They've already done Close Encounters. They've done 1941. They've done Raiders of the Lost Ark. They've done Sugarland Express, Jaws, of course. And they just friggin' implicitly trust each other, right? And something, dude, just something so magical happens that actually, I would say the music stands on its own. I don't think the movie without the music. Okay. Like, because you can bring the music into a concert hall. Yeah. And it evokes that same friggin' emotion. Right. And so I don't know if that's that we already have the picture in our minds, but uh, yeah. No, this, this isn't us. This isn't, I, I never own the full score of this movie. So I wasn't mm-hmm. obsessed with this score like I was with Jurassic Park or Last mm. Crusade. Those ones hit me Ooh, at Last my Crusade like so good. Um at like yep. my I was starting to understand classical music a little bit more mm-hmm. then. So for yeah. some reason I Schindler's List. What a weirdo I was. I'm taking walks in the middle of the day listening to the entire Schindler's List <laughs> Dude, score awesome. on my tape recorder. But that's incredible. Like, I, I would say the theme of E.T. is because I had one of those like Spielberg Williams compilation CDs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Definitely the E.T. track was the most listened to on that. Hmm, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know it beat by beat like I know other movies score wise but that the the bike theme is that what it is yeah it's like the like well actually i don't know so are you I talking w- about the day it day it day it yeah i would say from the beginning ding, of the because the whole bike part friggin blasts you know what i mean okay, like I mean, the, the minute they start on those dirt hills biking dude okay yes so Okay, so here's the thing. I was yeah. gonna another piece of evidence I had was best bicycle movie ever. Right. Uh, we, and all we could we did list was other ra- bicycle movies if we all, wanted to, but all of them pale well, in comparison. I mean, there is rad. I mean, rad is rad. <laughs> I was okay. thinking about rad. I was thinking about the Goonies or it or other things. You Pee-wee. know what I mean? Like Pee-wee? <laughs> Wait a minute, you're taking the bicycle thing a little bit too seriously. <laughs> Uh, what I'm talking about is kids on bikes. You know what I mean? Like, the, yes. the, I, I'm. I, I and Stranger Things does this too, where they're like, mm-hmm. "Listen, Stephen, I know what you like," and so I'm gonna put Here. five yeah. kids on their bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're gonna <laughs> ride around the neighborhood like Anthony's gang. <laughs> totally the motor, the the Monticello biking gang. Right. I mean, bicycles. That was our freedom, and like there was something mm-hmm. about the '80s. Mm-hmm. Where we were free or something like that, yes. You know, like literally, rapping Mike D and his brothers, David Passanetti, Brian Kasholniak. It's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, dude, let's like, wanna like go ride the bikes? Sure, let's go down to the gullies. Wait, was we'll Knutson it there? It sounds like Doctor Knutson yeah. was there. <laughs> and that's all we did all day. We didn't play video games. We didn't watch movies. We mm-hmm. like friggin' rode our bikes. Right. Just like all day, 
all summer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, so like this resonates so deeply. And so they, they re-released this in the theaters in 2002 and then they re-released it in, or maybe it was just one of those, like you can go watch it in the theater again. So I've seen it in the theater as an adult on one so of like those the, that you're like talking teens, about. Like, right? So sometimes they'll just like, yes. our theater sometimes, it's, and this happened during the pandemic a lot. We didn't go, we did, oh, we saw Goonies in the theater during the pandemic oh, with one of these yeah. things where they're just like Tuesday night oldies or something. And yes, so we it. did catch E.T. probably, probably 2014 or 15. Uh, incredible in the theater. That's it. It's like when you see it where it's supposed to be shown fully with an focused, audience. no interruptions, yes. full theater reactions. Yes. Um, I have the I have the DVD that came out. You know, they probably released this in a million times, right? But I have yeah. a DVD where one of the extras is you get to watch it with the audio of John Williams conducting a live orchestra. Oh yeah. Yep. And you hear audience reactions. Mm. Dude, mm. when that finger lights, <laughs> from the finger light to the blackout, yeah, the, the Spielberg face blackout, the mm-hmm. audience is going nuts. <laughs> yeah, you can hardly hear the music. You can't hear any dialogue. Yeah. These yes. people are in the room. With John Williams conducting the orchestra yeah. over this movie, yeah, yeah, and they are—they're realizing what you said. Like this is this is lightning in a bottle. Totally, <laughs> it's, it's two it's, masters, it's, just <laughs> like at their peak. Yes, it's uh, uh, it's it's like um, it's perfect. Yeah, so that that was the first time that they tried doing that, right? Like doing a, a, a live film with orchestra. Oh, okay. And like, I didn't know that. So like they were, they were like, "Can this work? Could mm-hmm. it line up?" You know, right? And like yeah. now every orchestra does it. Like, right? Yeah. So, but like you needed J Dubs. If this with is going to work, TV and his editor, <laughs> and like they did it. Like, oh my god. Okay, so the story needs to be told. You've heard it before, but maybe our listeners haven't. So John Williams was getting ready to conduct. This score, right? Right. Yep. And um, this is why they're two masters. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get this flight scene right. So when when I saw it in the theater in 2015, okay. I had, I had listened to the music so much and I hadn't watched it very much prior, and I had forgotten how every single cut, every like like a, a bike falls, the trombone goes like triple it, you know, it's like there's the cops. You know what I mean? Like every <laughs> every single thing yes. has like a little a, a, a light motif or something like that. It's insane. And so like the way it was cut and the way he wrote the music, it was too fast. So he was like having John trouble Williams, keeping up or something, right? When he was yeah, trying so to conduct it with the visual. He they he couldn't he's like the tempo was just too fast for him and for the musicians to catch to to keep up. Okay. And so Spielberg was like, turn off the cameras, turn off the the things, uh, and then just perform this as a concert. Mm. And then I'll recut the music to your performance. 
Stephen then laid the music track against the film and made a few editorial adjustments to conform to the music. And I think part of the reason the end of the film has such a kind of operatic sense of completion, real emotional satisfaction as well as satisfaction from what we see, may be partly the result of this wedding of the musical accents with Stephen's film editing. So that that's even more that's that's the next level two guys working together. Yes. That's yes. the guy saying yep. I'm not as important as you. <laughs> yep. The, the, he recognizing in that moment I would this movie would be uh, this movie would be way worse without him. And mm -hmm. so he's in charge at this point and I'll do whatever I need to do to match what he does. That's it basically became a silent movie at that point. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's like you composed a 15-minute piece and I'm going to recut my movie around that. And that shows the power that John Williams has. No other composer mm -hmm. would have a director of Steven Spielberg's caliber yeah. call Carol Littleton and be like, you know all that film like you already like <laughs> cut together and did all the sound right. effects and all the special effects? <laughs> going to need to recut that. Um, yeah. So actually if you listen... To like a concert performance of the 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 piece is actually called Adventures on Earth. Okay. Like that's so like if you go to a concert and hear ET. So like okay so I, here's here's the my favorite CD of kid all time. Stuff, as right? a kid. You've mentioned kid this stuff. To me, kid stuff. It's called Kid Stuff, but it's a John Williams CD, right? It's Kid Stuff at the Movies, Phillips Records, An Afternoon at the Movies, starring John Williams and the Boston Pops, right. Superman, ET, Star Wars. Cowboys like, is the I, Cowboys on there? Cowboys Overture. Yep. Um, actually, Jaws. No, Cowboys. Cowboys is not on that. Jaws okay. is Wizard of Oz. Actually, is which he didn't do, but oh, interesting. Multiple Return of the Jedi's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the the cue in a concert is actually called Adventures on Earth, and it's nine minutes long. So when does that start in the movie? It starts. With the do you do you do you do you do you okay. when they do you, so if the the bike the bikes on the dirt hills yep with the police chasing yep. yep so if you listen to a concert recording versus the recording in the movie the recording in the movie is like many clicks even faster than a concert recording like okay do you, do you, do you, do you, uh -huh. do you. like he is the orchestra is frigging racing future Anthony here. Here is the concert recording again. And then the movie score recording. Just by checking in on my metronome here, on the movie they're doing about 160 to 162 beats per minute. On the concert recording they're doing 145 beats per minute. That's crazy. Oh, and John Williams is conducting both of those performances. So just if you just listen to the tempos, anyways, can I just drop my my favorite song to run yes. to of all time? Yep. Okay. Thirteen years, or you've been waiting for this for ten years, Gomer Nation. But okay, and, so and I have been too, but I've suspected that it's this. You've suspected. Okay, so <laughs> on kids stuff, but it's also on other Boston, Boston Pops compilations, right? Probably the one I had. Yep. The cue is called "Adventures on Earth." Okay. And it's nine minutes long. Now, they dropped the twentieth anniversary album, and somehow I got that. During our triathlon season. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was during third season. Anyways. Huh. I discovered 
they they actually put all the music, you know what okay. I mean? Like yeah, like everything. all the cues, everything. Yeah. There's track twenty is actually called Escape Slash Chase Slash Saying Goodbye. Hmm. And so the last nine minutes of that almost sixteen minute track is Adventures on Earth. So basically, when we were logging all those miles, yeah, my thing that I played over and over again went from being nine minutes to over fifteen minutes. Wow! And so, so it must have been like Christmas for you. Oh yeah! So you listen to it twice, and then it's also yeah. the it's it's not the Boston Pops which rules. It's actually the Hollywood, okay, score. And by the way, if you want to take a super deep dive, uh huh, Malcolm. McNabb is the name of the trumpet player. Right. And he played like 2,000 scores. And I just listened to like an hour and a half podcast, him on a John Williams podcast, just talking okay. about like every score he ever did. Super duper good. Is he the is he the blast at the beginning of the Star Wars fanfare? No, that was London Symphony. Maurice okay, Murphy. right. Yep. So this is our dude. So Tim Morrison, he's the Boston Pops guy. Mm-hmm. Then Malcolm McNabb is... John Williams guy. Okay. And then, yeah. I don't know. It's just this sound, man. Yeah. It's, thank you for letting me talk about it. It's, it's, no. it's like wh- <laughs> why I do what I do. Well, and it's why I wanted to start a movie podcast. Yeah. For, for moments like the last nine minutes of E.T., which like you, I'm always crying. And so can 100%. you can actually can you chunk in for me cuz I think something visual happens there too um that yes. I that I just want to that I think is genius. So if I were if I were in the courtroom I would I would have something under a bag <laughs> and I would reveal it by tearing it off and underneath that bag would be a pot with two yellow flowers and a purple flower in it. I think the <laughs> flowers just what the, the, it's it's not a complicated story but i do think that to a certain extent you need to realize when et's doing okay and when he's not doing okay that there needs to be there needs to be a connection point i think uh, the, uh, my my sense is this came in the second or third draft where they're like we need mm. something visual mm-hmm. besides like a beep 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 thing on a screen yeah mm-hmm and I, I just cannot think of a, I mean, this is like the Thor's hammer for me of of every other movie <laughs> besides like Thor's hammer is such an incredible visual invention yeah, for me in the Marvel movies. So good. Yeah. Um, the, the totem right of mm-hmm. uh, of of this movie is this little pot of flowers that is connected somehow to E.T. as much as Elliot is. Which is a whole mm-hmm. other thing we could talk about forever, but like the, I know. the because there's this isn't a heavily plotted movie, right? It's not complicated, but because of that, they really Spielberg really has to do some magic in the visuals, in the relationships, in the sound. And I think that my favorite visual thread is when Gertie just picks up those flowers on a whim. I'm gonna go play with Elliot in his room. She's telling yeah, her mom, yeah. and her mom's like, "What? Okay, like, why are you really? bringing that wagon with the flowers?" <laughs> yeah. He gl- he's reading a book. Et is he glances mm-hmm. up, which I have no idea how they do. How are they mm. doing his eyes? It's it's amazing. Yep. Um, yep. 
he doesn't move his head. He just glances up with his eyes, revives this plant like it's just something he does because he's a plant magician or something. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then that plant becomes your connection point to whether he's healthy or not throughout the rest of that movie. Mm. Um, Yeah. And they play with it. There's rules to it. There's that scene where he comes back to life and the plant is coming back to life. And (laughs) Elliot glances at it and has to like... (laughs) Like he's knocked out of his ruse all of a sudden. (laughs) Would you like the flowers? Um, and then the her giving, gosh, her giving him that plant at the end as like this this is. (laughs) <laughs> this is like this is what you came for mm-hmm. and it's so much more now than just a scientific plant expedition this is yeah. like I, I don't care I, it's, this is my love for you I just wanted to say goodbye there's no goodbye be good And then he yeah. puts it between his feet. Yeah, those little squatty feet. Totally. I don't like his feet. Only feet, you little twerp. It's it's just so good. It, there's something to like the three moments that they have, right? Michael, and then Gertie, and then yeah. Elliot. Mm. That that plant breaks up really well because it's a, something you can connect to. Yeah. <sighs> I just yep. don't know what to say. It's just a piece. I mean, the there's the hoverboard, there's Thor's yep. hammer, there's the yep. plant for me. These are like top yep. props I wish I owned. Yeah. Totally. So it's it's too good. It's so awesome. I love it. It's just movie magic, dude. Yep. It's it's what you said on Karate Kid. It's mm-hmm. movies. Right. It is movies. Like it's 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 magic. I mean, yeah. I I really truly think movies are are an a, a a complicated and beautiful art form. Yep. And Steven Spielberg is is a master. Yeah. And is the like I don't know top five masters of all time, like artist top, top two art like an artist right. like a Mozart like a Beethoven. Hmm. Like a Da Vinci. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm sure art connoisseurs would be like, are you kidding? But how much how how much craft goes into forming a story like that and then making it happen and then create like evoking emotion from Princess Die down to Isla. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's magic. So that's art. I- I think I think what we're saying, and maybe this is just the end of the podcast because we <laughs> like the, the one two of the greatest artists are giving us their greatest work. Like yep, is that's E.T. It. Spielberg's greatest creation? Maybe it is, and is that score John Williams's greatest piece of work that he's ever done? I, I think maybe I it think is. I think it's. Um, I mean, I think Schindler's List for John Williams. Yep. 
I think some of Saving Private Ryan, like Hymn to the Fallen, I think is really, really special. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we should probably just do a score podcast or multiple score podcasts on the results show, bro, because we don't have time. I'm going to show you a couple of needle drops as to where, and please don't look this up before we record it, okay. as to where John Williams got got some of these ideas. Okay, interesting, yeah. For for E.T. Just one more pretty, thing that I love about yep. the score is when you hear the Force theme when oh, E.T. Yeah. meets Yoda on, on yep. Halloween. I think I, that's so fun. I was, yes, Um I was hearing about that as well, that like Spielberg didn't ask for any any permission on any of that stuff. Oh, really? And like only, well, first of all, it's John Williams. And he's like, home, home. Like when he sees Yoda, so good. he says, that is the best. E.T. In, in, the, in the ghost sheet is like yes. next level comedy, right? He's yes. When he tries to heal... Michael's knife head. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> totally. Ouch. Stop that. Ouch. 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 It's a fake knife. Ouch. Fake. Ouch. Okay. I mean, that was another piece of evidence I had, dude. This movie is funny. Yeah. He's always bonked. It's, he's getting bonked around. He falls down. He's, I mean, the, the Pratt falls yep. on this guy. Oh, yeah. He, when he's drunk and he gets hit by the <laughs> get hit by the refrigerator door. Here he is. Where's it all? Or just walks into the counter. <laughs> falls <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... I mean, the the it's brilliant, the yeah. way they connect the two through some sort of telepathy, sort of right. thing, empathy. It's 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 em- like empathy. a feel like it's, when he says no, he doesn't yes. think what he thinks, he yes. feels what he feels. He communicates through Elliot. What does all this mean? Elliot thinks it's thoughts. No, Elliot. Elliot feels his feelings. Bro, that's next level. That's okay spiritual connection that is what jesus did that is why yeah. jesus came to earth was yeah. to actually live our life and feel our feelings and go through it all now i'm not drawing those comparisons obviously but that's empathy feeling somebody else's feelings i don't think it's a new thought or an unusual thought to say this is a messianic story yeah they're connected he dies yep. for him and raises yep. back to life Oh, yep. if if people aren't like sick of this already, <laughs> are gushing. <laughs> now we've done the ultimate with this movie. <laughs> uh, at least we're happen. using complete sentences. I think half of this episode has been us stopping in the middle of our sentence and holding yeah. our heads. <laughs> okay, here here's one last bit of trivia that I uh, yeah. once again you you know more about Spielberg than I do, but. Did you know that this movie would not exist without Raiders of the Lost Ark? And no, why? I don't. Tell me okay. this. Okay, so Melissa Matheson was married to Harrison Ford Ooh, during okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. Wow, I didn't and know that. So, so Matheson and Spielberg got together and talked about this idea on the, Raider, the Raiders of the Lost set. She mm-hmm. went home and wrote it. Oh, wow. And then 
E.T. Ooh la la. And then I heard it wasn't scary enough and Spielberg still wanted to do a scary movie. And so he did. He produced Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, yeah. The same year yep. so that he could get his scary fix. Um, Spielberg is crazy. Poltergeist and E.T. at the same time. Jurassic Park and Schindler's List at the same time. In the same year. Yeah. You know, it's That's like nuts. he needs it. it it's kind of awesome because it's like he gets he has his serious and his right. fun. Yeah. And, you know, and you're totally right. This is. Spielberg is the master of wonder, mm-hmm. and this was the moment where he still wondered. Yes. Like, yeah, that's good. I, I, it's, that's it's, what I think is happening here. Yeah. Perfect moment. Yeah. Love it. Do you have any other evidence? Best Buy oh. movie ever. I <laughs> oh, did. Yeah, just reading through I actually list. did say this is also why E.T. is why. Okay. Gomer's E.T. Elliot. Yeah. We, it's like, part of the lore. It's part of the lore. It's, now, when uh, we say when I, we say E.T. Elliot, we're talking about the death and life part, I think, which is like, I'm down and you're up. There's this also mo- oh, E.T. Elliot, which is... They I don't f- think of it that way. Oh, you don't? Okay. E.T. Elliot, to me, is you and I being the best friends that we are. In sync. In sync. And I like there, there have been many moments in the last 20 years where uh-huh. like I felt something, almost like a twin, and I was like... I think something's happening to Steven. And there wow. have been multiple times where I've texted you. Uh-huh. That's true. And and you've been like, "Wait, what?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's been like, "Are you drinking a Coors right now because yeah, I'm feeling a little tipsy?" <laughs> I've like fallen over hitting <laughs> refrigerator doors and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> Are you watching a romantic movie because I can't stop kissing me wife? I love that part too. That part, I, for some reason, totally. that part really stuck with me when I was a little kid. When he kisses that tall girl. Oh man, I know. We some somehow in the movies that we've loved, mm-hmm. romance has come up and crushes have has come up. I mean, that I remember that girl just seeming absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> totally. <laughs> to a right? six year old, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, that was probably more teen. No, that was. I think a six. I think I was more like you. I think I yeah. thought I I I I'm pretty sure I thought oh I wonder if I could ever do that. Yeah. The whole movie is kind of melancholy and sad, right? And and so that's another thing. It's you, not it's not actually overly like it's a great balance, bro. Yeah, like the depth of character of the divorce mm-hmm. and the pain and the mom. Like, dude, she is just a single mom trying to friggin' keep it together, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think that is something that's super lost when we were kids that rewatching it now as an adult. You're like, yeah, I agree. Dang, his mom is like in some serious pain. Yep. Right? Yep. That's yeah. well fleshed out. Death. I mean, mm-hmm. that gray, the gray E.T. Dang. My my worst enemy, that raccoon that's like chewing mm-hmm. on him in that oh, ditch. Yeah. I hate I that know. raccoon. That jerkweed. <laughs> okay all right we could honestly listener we could keep talking probably for another hour we won't what we want to know is do you think this is a perfect movie so you can vote you can go to instagram facebook our website twitter or our gmail and let us know do you think this is a perfect movie we'll put some polls up you can vote there and then we'll come back for the results show in a couple weeks and let you know we want to say thank you 
to our webmaster, Adam, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Gomertrons. Mm, y'all for, rock. Right. You make this possible for us. If you're listening to this a, a year from now and you want to hear movies actually up to date, I wonder what we're going to be doing in fall of 2022. Wow. Who even knows? The future. Dude, fall movies, man. I mean, we got to include Stepmom in there at some point. I've, I've never seen and you won't let me watch it unless we do it on Perfect Movie. So we should actually do that at some point. John Williams, Chris Columbus, New York City. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Venn Diagram. You don't need anything more than that. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> oh, I'm sold. I love Susan Sarandon, dude. And then the the super famous that I can't think of. Julia right Julia now. Roberts, right? Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Julie. Literally um, Julie. Julie or Julia? Oh no, you're Julia. you're saying thank you to Julie. Okay, wait. Speaking of Julie and Julia, we do know what new movie we're doing next Ooh, week. Yeah. We're doing we're doing some Nora Ephron. We're go, we're pressing in. We're doing When Harry oh, Met man. Sally, a fall movie we've wanted to do for so long. We're gonna mm. do a rom com. We haven't done that one of those in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm realizing we just did a Billy Crystal, but that's okay. That's okay. Totally. Who cares? Okay. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I actually I I met I finally met Annie in person. Oh right, Annie, our social media guru, who rocks, yep. and I was like. We just needed to do some movies we like. And she's like, it's your podcast. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> we needed this this summer and fall. Yeah. Yes. It's been rough. So this has been so fun. So, so fun. thanks, man. Yep. If you're not a if you're not a 13.1 patron and you want to see what we're about to record, which is I'm just gonna show Anthony what I think are my are the, the top three Spielberg faces. Yes. You should up your support. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, but thank you to everyone who supports us. We love you. We love you. Love. Dude, on the... Lo- <laughs> it's just love. I couldn't... Ag- okay, it's love. I'm going to say it. You're right. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> so good. All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. And happy watching When Harry Met Sally. Hmm.